Listener Production. On today's edition of Footy Talk, Jay-Z and I dissect Collingwood's big win against the Bombers and what it means for Essendon and their off-season. We take a look at the North Melbourne Gold Coast game. To tank or not to tank, that is the question. And Jay-Z gives us his big headline prediction. That's all to come on Footy Talk. This is Footy Talk on your Saturday. Daily dose of news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. And Jay-Z Clark joins me as we look at Last night's big win by the Magpies, Jay-Z. 70 points over the Bombers, which we will touch on in a minute. But eight goals to zip in the first quarter. The first 11 goals early in the second term. Game over. Ta-da. Good signs for Collingwood. That's exactly what they needed as a tune-up before they get ready for their first qualifying final. Great signs for the Pies, but were they the biggest story in this game last night, Joey? I was watching it with a bit of a morbid sense early. When they were piling on the goals, you thought after after last week's loss for the Bombers... Joey, they got absolutely smashed, 126 points by GWS. What you take us into the footy club? What is it all about? All you want is effort. Finish on a good note. Give us, just give me great effort. We've got Response. six outs. We might not win. Yep. We might not win, but let's just give great effort. Yes. Give our fans something, and let's just get off the, the season's done. But let's finish on a strong positive note. And That's es- it. Essendon fans who went last night thinking that would be the performance, they come along for Waller. They think right, this is the foundation, the springboard for next year. Here is our response after last year's. Horrific performance. And do you know what they saw? They saw hands on hips. The Redman, the, the incident where Redman, and he's had a very good season, but where he was on the mark and his head down and um, hands on his knees, and I think it was McStay wheeled around and kicked the goal, or Mychek, whoever it was, I thought, geez, that's summing Essendon up at the moment. It was a terrible performance from the Bombers, and I reckon Ed has sent an absolute shockwave through the administration of this football club who are going to crack down... Not necessarily harder than they were, but there will be an absolute edge about this football club over the next four months. And unless you are prepared to absolutely have the preseason of your life, and I'm talking about some of these high draft picks who've probably got away on reputation and high pick for a while, oh, oh I think things are going to change at Tullamarine. However, have Essendon fans heard that before? That's right. It's the same thing they've heard for 10 years now. But it did sound like there was an edge to Brad Scott's press conference. Uh, he spoke about not just preseason, about the requirements in the off-season. So I think he's going to put it on them. You come back day one in shape, ready to go. Not enjoy your holidays and do what you've done for the past 10 years. So you're right. There will be an edge about them. And I think they need it. Uh, yep. For me, you're right. I was watching the game. And my first thoughts watching that first quarter and a half was, who are the leaders at Essendon? Who is going to stand up? And yep. lead by example, not yep. with the words. And I'm, I'm not necessarily putting Zachy Merritt in this boat because I think he's been huge this year. I've loved what he's done yep. as a first-time captain. I'm looking at who are his lieutenants. Who is – because to, to be a strong club, you need a weight of numbers with yep. leadership. The more leaders, the better you are. You yep. think about all the great teams. They could have 10 captains. Yep. Geelong could have had 10 captains yep. and we wouldn't have blinked. Richmond no. the same. Mm-hmm. Essendon, you look and you go, who are they? Well, I was watching well, Andy McGrath. Well, I don't know. Andy McGrath is the vice captain. I was watching him last night. I know he's had a – Pretty good year, but I don't know. And then Redmond, as you spoke about, his body language and his back half of the season wasn't as strong as early in the year when he was playing for a contract. And yep. some things they talk about, Sam Draper, who didn't play, to be fair, yep. last night. But you wonder, is Draper really captain material? I don't know. I don't yep. know um, behind the scenes. But they need some more weight of numbers. Everyone to buy in and drive the club together yep. with their actions, not yep. with their words. And now they've got um, you know, the distraction of Darcy Parrish you know, still out. So if... 
In the worst case scenario, Essendon lose Darcy Parish. Oh, I'm not. He might not be an A grade footballer, Darcy Parish. He might be a very good B grade player. I don't see any of the other other teams tagging Darcy Parish. Do you? Does that? Does he get tagged? No, not often. Week no, week? he's a he's a he's a he's a very good footballer. But is he in the top echelon of you know the top twenty midfielders in the comp? Maybe he's just below that next rung. Yes. Is he Robbo's top fifty? I don't think so. Yep. Right. So, um, you know, he he's unsigned. Um, they're going to have to sign him. How is Brandon Zerk Thatcher? If Brandon Zerk Thatcher has probably played eighty games. Five Five years. I don't know the numbers exactly. What did they lose him? He's ready to pop. Mm. You know, so he's like, been one of the big improvers of the year. Hundred percent. So I think there are some really big um, yeah, list list decisions at the moment. I think for Perkins, Reed, and Cox, Nick Cox. Like, what does Nick Cox want to become? We, well, I know he's had injuries. We see the talent. Is he ready to show he has an inside game and an outside game? Is he ready to sort of show that he cares? Does he cruise on the football field, Nick Cox? Am I being too harsh, Joey? These are the sorts of questions, you know, because these are the players. That draft, these are the players who are going to take Essendon forward. Because there's a lot of top-end talent. There's a lot of early draft picks on that list, even including Peter Wright and Jake Stringer and Dylan Shield and Caldwell, guys that have come from other clubs. On top of all their own early picks, Perkins and Hobbs and the boys you've mentioned, so they do have the talent. It's not a talent issue. Yep. It's a mentality. Well, this is their fourth year. And Essendon said in a review 12 months ago, do you know what's got to get better? Our development program, right? That was really specific. A1 line in that review. Our development program. We have the picks they need to develop. Well, this is the 12 months of their lives for those some of those boys. Because I think Brad Scott's going to say... Just because you came in pick eight or pick nine, you're not going to cruise by. So I think that's um, it's going to be a, a big period for Essendon. And I don't know. I, I took the temperature of the room on the Essendon fans last night, and they were furious. Yep. They were angry last week. They get belted for a second consecutive time. They're better in the second half, but too late. You you never put any you never put any value. Don't Ross even Lyon. bother the second half. Yeah. Right? After half time, you don't even bother watching the second half. It becomes pointless. But what about on the flip side, yep. the Magpies? It was the tune-up they needed. Again, it was hard to try and work out how much of it was Collingwood's great play and mm. how much of it was Essen. And it was, of course, a combination of both. But yep. it looked like they've got a bit more of their game in order. Their contest, their pressure, they defended really well. Good signs going into the finals. I think Jeremy Howe back really settles them. Without more, I think they need Howe back. Reckon they threw him forward just to have a look to see whether he could, you know, break glass in case of emergency, provide something forward. Their forward line is just so mobile. It, it's a, is it a, not a different look to a way a lot of the teams are setting up? And, I, and we've sort of spoken about this before, but I saw my check last night on his wheels. So mobile. Ginevan, and that's the best game Ginevan's played in how long? Well, since going back probably Anzac Day, wasn't yeah. it? Or last year. Yeah. Yeah. Not the probably best, definitely best game this year. It, we mm. thought he was, we thought he might be vulnerable yeah. in the team. And he he play, you dropping him after that like you've done the selection. Well, what it's interesting, isn't here? it? Because the two players that probably were vulnerable were Tom Mitchell and and uh, Jack Ginnivan yeah. when when players come back, and they were both two of the best players last night. So you're right, they've got McCreary, Dacos, Moore, and Murphy all to walk back into their best Strong. twenty-two. It's hard to see who are the four outs. Yeah. So you think that Frampton is probably vulnerable when when Murphy and Moore come back? Probably Finn McCray, you would yeah. you would presume Mitchell. He's had 33 touches and was very good last night. Hoskin Elliott? Hoskin Elliott played well. Ginevan played well. So they've got some selection dilemmas. It's a good problem to have. That's what the coaching staff can figure out over the next few weeks. But a lot to like about the Magpies. How are your, how's your feel about Collingwood going into this final series? Yeah, I, I never lost faith in them. I must be honest. I was always sort of bullish. They have always been really bullish. Um, for me, a, a big point of difference. And I was watching this bloke last night just – and I and – I, I love his sort of football story in a sense, or certainly in the past 18 months. Jordan Ngoi, when he is um, at his best, he's just a 
he's just a difference maker, you know. So when he's firing that first goal of the game, my Collingwood mates bang straight on the WhatsApp. Yeah, I told you he's on. We're back. We need him. So I, I think he's huge. I thought Cox had some some okay moments, you know, whether um, he and Darcy Cameron can play together forward. So I like that. I saw Pendlebury playing full forward at times. So that just shows you, right, McRae's still tinkering, I reckon. He had he had how forward last week. He's, throw, he's playing Pendlebury full forward this week. Now, with the, with the greatest respect to Scott Pendlebury. He didn't look like a natural full forward. Well, but it's I'd, worth a try. It was a game where it was worth throwing things around and trying it. He might be the leading disposal um, getter across the history of football. I don't know how many overhead marks he's taken, right? But it's probably under 10. Yeah. We love you. Anyway, so um, I, what it just shows is McRae still having a look at yep. the Rubik's Cube. And the quick one, Nick Dacos not going to be back for the first final. No. Second final, do you think? If they lose or they just hope they win and get through to a prelim and Possibly. save him to a prelim. Yeah, he's, he's ahead of schedule. I think if they come up against Against Carlton and he trains that week for a second final. It'd be hard not to play. You'd have to. If it's, if it's an all of a sudden sudden death, yeah. second week. And I think he'd be banging down Craig McRae's door, yep. wouldn't he? So as you said, I think the selection pressure is, is huge. I thought their contest was good last night. I thought their defence looked a lot better. I thought my check was incredibly dangerous. But as you said, it was. were they playing on which – like were they really playing Well, that's playing right. The game it's hard. It, was that a great tune-up for Collingwood? I don't know. Anyway, they get through, they There's get some plays back, about it. and now they get two more weeks to work on their game and hopefully get back to that footy of the start of the year. Hey, we will take a break. We want to have a look at the rest of the games. Anything else before well, the break? We get time capsule a grand final lineup right now. Is it Collingwood-Brisbane? You're, you're, you're asking me. Well, that's, oh. do you think it'd be different to that? Uh, I've probably still got Melbourne ahead. Oh, I think mm. going into the first final next week, I've got Melbourne slightly favourites over Collingwood. Big I game think. if it's Collingwood-Melbourne at the MCG. That's what it's probably looking like, but we will have a look at the rest of the games. And Brody Grundy will be sitting on the sidelines. Oh, yeah. Sick in his guts. Yes, he will. Hey, we will take a break. If you're listening to Footy Talk and you're listening on the Apple uh, Podcast or Spotify or Listener, please leave us a review or rating. Listening to Footy Talk with Jay Z Clark on this Saturday. We'll take a look at the rest of the games this weekend and how it's going to shape the finals. But before we get to those games, mm. let's look at the game that's going to shape the draft. And I want to ask you about North Melbourne v Gold Coast today. Yep. <clears throat> there is no incentive in the world for North Melbourne to win this game for business, to yep. get pick number one, yep. probably then get pick number two yep. on the back of it and set themselves up for when they are going to be a contender. But is that going to be the mindset of Alistair Clarkson and the playing group today? And do you know what's valuable as well? The number one preseason pick. So then that Very gives you good. all the leverage in the trade negotiations. Yeah. So if Dylan Stevens from Sydney wants to come down. Play and, hardball. and Because you know they're going to come straight too. So that is an extra thing, right? Mm. There is no chance in the world North Melbourne is winning this game of football today. I'll tell you the things you might see today. You might see Ben Mackay play full forward. I reckon Will Phillips could play ruck or full back. I reckon Jay Z Turner can end up in the on ball, mate. Let's have a serious chat. What <clears throat> what can do does Alistair Clarkson try and win with no. his do the players no. try and win? No, oh, the players always. Right. The players will always go out there and try and win the footy and kick goals. I've got no doubt about that. But there are all sorts of levers. He'll he'll Clarko will try and experiment. Gold Coast aren't a bad side. They're not gonna have to try that hard to lose the game. But I will be it would be the dumbest football decision in a in a long, long time if North Melbourne go out. And win this game. Do you do you disagree with that? Um, I sort of sit in between. Like I don't mind if they want to if they don't want to win and get the pick number one. But I also don't necessarily think it's the be all and end all. Like we're making out that it will be. Like is it affecting West Coast? I mean, it's a bit different. 
I, pre- I would, if I was at working at the club, I'd be behind the scenes just having some conversations about what it looks like late to try and not win. <laughs> but you can't be too obvious with it. You can't share with the players. Yeah. You can't have those conversations. But there is no incentive for them to win today. But it'd be interesting to watch this game. I, watch this space. Well, remember that that that, um, that famous Melbourne game where James Frawley playing full forward, Mark Jamar was playing full back. James McDonald. I played in the game. St Kilda v Melbourne. We played in the game in 2000. I'm trying to work out the year. We've had this chat before. Yeah. Melbourne were beating us at halftime. They were playing great footy. And yes. and then after halftime, I think um, Liam Jarrah kicked like three or four goals yes. at halftime, playing lights out. Back line. He started on the bench. They moved like Colin Sylvia from the midfield. They, they just made some moves that... <laughs> At the time, you sort of went, and we got back in the game. We won the game. Oh, really? And we sort of didn't think at the time. But then post, we were like, yeah. oh, yeah. But yeah. Liam Jarrah was hot. He yes. was on fire. And then he sort of disappeared out of the game. And yep. Paul Sylvia, like it was, yep. so it's, that has happened, yes. I'm pretty sure James McDonald kicked the ball out and the, like kicked the, a footy, like 15 rows out on the bounds. You're not saying fall. a player deliberately kicked the ball out on the floor? Well, he was the captain at the time. And it, I, I know, like, if one man has got it anyway... Um, I, th- I I don't think they'll win. I think Gold Coast will uh, win down there, and um, there will be worry about it. There'll be a huge focus on all these positional moves. There's no doubt about that. But just say if they lose, what's the AFL going to do about it? But you, yeah, and it's hard to work out what he's experimenting and what's tanky. You just spoke about Scott Pendlebury at full forward. So yes. what's stopping um, you know Alistair Clarkson from playing? Yep. You know, um, yeah. Sheasel, well, he probably could play at full forward. He might win yeah. the game for them if they move him to full Will forward. Full back. Exactly right. Anyway, well, let's uh, touch on the other big game that is going to shape the eight. Geelong yep. v. the Western Bulldogs. Yes. This is a game that, again, the focus is only squarely on the Western Bulldogs and only if they lose. Yep. Can they possibly lose the unlosable game tonight down at Geelong? Well, if if they do, I think it's a big, big story. Of course right. it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were, they were putrid last week against West Coast. And, I, and I, are we going to get a reflection into the Luke Beveridge situation and the connection with Luke Beveridge. The club's been adamant he's not the problem. He's staying. But I don't think they can go lose-lose and serious questions can't be asked of the coaching department. It'll be three losses in a row. Remember they lost to Hawthorne the week before. They've gone Hawthorne oh, lost, West exactly. Coast loss. Exactly. So I think this will say a lot about whatever is happening at the kennel. You hear it. I hear it. It's like an episode of the X-Files. Strange stuff happens at the Western Bulldogs in the kennel. we got players playing in different positions. Yeah, you know, different sort of whispers. Bailey Smith potentially wants to leave. Like, why would he? He's, he's about to take over that yeah. whole football club. It's just a weird vibe coming out of there at the moment. However, <clears throat> if they can win this game, they can get some momentum heading into September. They'll take on Carlton probably in the first final. And, you know... You're who, right. Who knows? Yeah, you're spot on. If they win, it just it just quells all the noise and they're, they're going to play finals and who knows what they could do in yep. a final. But you're right. It will tell more about if they lose. For yep. a game that means so much to them, it yep. means nothing for the Cats. The Cats yep. line up. V, what the Bulldogs have got out there. That will tell the story. But we'll wait and see with that one. I can't see the Western Bulldogs losing that game. No, no. I, What's yeah. your headline? What's your headline going to be after this weekend? What are we going to be talking about and looking at come Sunday, Monday? Yeah, I, I think the focus is on the Bulldogs, to be honest. And if um, Bevo barks back, um, if they can get the chocolates for the Bulldogs, I think that will be... I think he'll uh, have the strut up if they can knock over the Cats, what is it, for the first time in 20 years. So I think that'll be the big story over the next 24 hours. What about you, Joey? I've got a gut feel, Jay-Z. Mm. I've got a gut feel that North like Melbourne it. win this game today. Oh, no I've got a way. gut feel there'll be a twist and they hand back pick number one to West Coast and say, thanks for the pick. Here you go. You can have it back. And yeah. watch the uproar can and the conversations imagine? if North Melbourne pull off a win. Oh, that would that would be extraordinary. I would fall off the edge of my couch uh, if that's the All case. Right. But it would be a big, big story.
We will see. And uh, good luck to St Kilda too, playing the Brisbane Lions. They're going in there just quietly confident against Brisbane. So we'll see how they go. But Brisbane should get the job done. They've won 29 to 32 at home. I had a look at some of the pressure stats this week. Uh, Over the past four or five weeks, St Kilda haven't been pressured at all. Low pressure on the Saints. Jack Sinclair has been able to run his own party off the back of the stoppage. I think Brisbane will try and turn up the heat a little yeah, bit. spot on. Hey, thank you for your time. Jay-Z, enjoy the Go weekend. On. Hope you enjoyed listening to Footy Talk today and enjoy the weekend's footy. Of course, if you do have a question for us, hit us up on Instagram or Footy Talk. And tomorrow, we will take you around the grounds to analyse all the action from the footy on Saturday. Listener.